Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Event Industry News Podcast. My name is James Dixon, wishing you a very good morning, afternoon or evening, whenever or wherever you are tuning into today's podcast from. The podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Engage, powered by D2I Systems, winner of Best Event Management Platform at the 2017 Event Technology Awards. To learn how Engage can make your business more profitable, visit d2isystems.com forward slash engage and welcome everybody to today's episode of the podcast and um, unusually I'm going to put very clearly into context when we're recording this podcast and all will become um, relevant hopefully in the next few minutes as we introduce our guest and talk about today's topic and we're recording this podcast first thing on a Monday morning it's Monday the 10th of December. This podcast is going to be recorded first thing in the morning, then it's going to be published pretty much the same day. So you may be watching this the day that it goes up, Monday the 10th of December, or at some point this week. But having said all of that, let's introduce today's guest and find out what we're talking about. And hopefully that will become uh, a little bit clearer why I mentioned that day. So we're joined today by Trevor Foley. Trevor is the Managing Director of TF Connect. Trevor, thanks very much for, uh, for joining the podcast this morning. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, Tell us very briefly about TF Connect so that we can put into a little bit of context about your place and your role within the events industry. Sure. Um, TF Connect is a business that came out, I guess, of my involvement with the AEO as chief executive there. Out of that came a whole range of things I used to do uh, to support with organisers. I started as an organiser. I still see myself as a conference organiser, but my business has been overtaken by global headhunting. Um, some M&A work as well, a little bit of consultancy, event insurance. Um, I connect people. Excellent. So there we go. So, so jo- jo- joining the dots, joining the uh, the professional dots within the events industry. Yep. Now, um, hopefully now things really start to become clear because what the real reason that Trevor is on to today's podcast is to talk about an initiative that was set up a few years ago called Events for Namawongo. Um, Trevor, you're going to do a far better job of explaining this to me. Tell us about the initiative, how it was set up, why it was formed and what it's hoping to do. Okay, uh, very simply, uh, a dear friend of mine, Chris Hughes, uh, made a little bit of money a few years ago. Decide, he and his wife decided that they wanted to put it to a good cause, struggle to find a good cause, and Chris and I happened to meet each other for breakfast as he'd just flown back from Africa, having been to Uganda on a real, um, I guess, serendipitous meeting where he found a community of people that he decided to help by funding children to go to school. He went back to their community and was just shocked at the conditions they were living in. Um, told me about it over breakfast, we decided um, almost immediately that we'd go and ask the industry to set up the cause to raise money for these 20,000 people in a slum in Kampala, a little community called Namawongo. And, um, and, and for those of you who may be a little bit geographically challenged, we're talking about the country of Uganda in um, yep. pretty much um, well, it's, it's, it's central West Africa. Yep. Yeah, and, and so so this was set up, and this was set up then to, um, I suppose, like you said, serendipitously, there could have been any number of countries or regions or places that that would certainly benefit from from some charitable input and some some donations to to whichever cause they're going for. And like you said, this was serendipity that happened to put Chris in this particular part of the world, and and him realise that that there is something to do here. How long did it then take to really sort of get a good group of people together and um, I suppose convince people within the industry that this was a worthwhile cause? 
Well, it so happened that my uh, global event summit that I used to run um, was taking place two weeks later. So um, I stood on stage, um, told people, uh, Chris was on stage as well, talking to people about uh, what he'd seen and did people want to help? Did they want to cause the industry? We didn't really have a charitable cause. A lot of hands went up and uh, we were off and running pretty damn quickly. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that was, it was an easy start, quite frankly. Uh, as somebody who has, who has subsequently set up a business, you know, that, that's all about connecting people, um, was it nice to see that, that, that this, um, this joining of, of industry professionals together for a common cause? Because a lot of the time in the industry, you know, it's a very friendly sector to work in the events industry. We work very well collaboratively together, but it's also a competitive industry. You know, yep. multiple companies who work within the same sector doing the same thing are continually competing for the same business or the same contract. Yep. Um, and you've now got something where people can share a common goal and almost put aside some of those professional um, differences or competitiveness. Is, is that been something that you've seen come out of this whole initiative? It's something I've always been passionate about. When I ran the AEO, I saw that as my main mission, that we worked together on common goals. I launched the Global Event Summit for exactly that same reason, that um, we, yes, we compete, but we can. there's so much more we can learn from each other. And I guess events from Amawongo was just the icing on the cake. It just proved that people were prepared to do this. And, and actually, it was really interesting that we had our first meeting, group meeting, we decided that the cause was okay to be good for business, that people could promote it to their exhibitors, that they could promote it among their staff as a, uh, a, you know, as a CSR uh, project. And, and everybody grabbed hold of that. And, uh, you know, and for people to be able to get some benefit out of it, but you know, most of the benefit going to the people on the ground in Namwongo has just made it a, a fantastic project. When I was looking at some um, some information and some of the sort of the raw statistics relating to, to, to the whole concept um, prior to recording this particular podcast, um, I read that uh, as of as of March this year, uh, March 2018, um, the 800,000 pound mark had been passed in terms of fundraising and, and as a total. There is a, a, a clear target for you guys to achieve a million pounds. Where are you at the moment um, with that particular goal and when do you think uh, you might hit it? Okay, well, good news is we've now passed the £900,000 mark. Um, we have a group of patrons, which is a, a, a group of companies that promise to donate £3,000 each for three years. Um, there are some extra fundraising activities on top of that. Takes us past the £900,000 mark. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, as a group, we can put a plan together to hit the million mark next year. And in terms of the actual types of fundraising that takes place, do you, do you have a, a literally a weird and wonderful list of things that have been done by uh, the, the, the event professionals that have backed the initiative in terms of fundraising? Or does it generally fall onto sort of one or two key events a year that you like to look at as your main sources of fundraising? It's evolved over time. In the early days, everybody get carried away doing everything. You know, there were people cycling to Barcelona. There were people doing tough mudders within their companies. There were uh, you know, just people doing the silliest things to raise money. And we then got a bit smarter and just decided that you know, the important thing was, uh, was the money and, and you can't keep rolling it out. Three years running, we had something called Namawongo Night where we raised uh, auction money, really. People were putting in great prizes and we, uh, you know, Chris and I were staying on stage, we raised 80 grand a night, but you can't sustain that forever. So the sure. patron program has put us in a really strong position to raise money without having to work too hard.
And um, having now put into context, hopefully for people, you know, what the initiative is, what it's hoping to do, um, it now brings us to the reason why I, I clearly sort of said the date of when we're recording this and when it's going to be published. Um, a film that was made sort of charting some of the, um, the activities and the work that has been done as a result of the fundraising efforts via events for Namawongo um, yeah. has been shortlisted for the Charity Film Awards. And this is something that the public can actually vote for. Um, yeah. Now, the voting for this closes on Friday, the 14th of December, um, mm. which is hopefully now clear why we dated this at the very beginning of the episode. Because anybody yeah. tuning into this podcast prior to that date, we would encourage you to first First of all, go and watch the video. It's available via the eventindustrynews.com website. Uh, and there's also a link on there to vote. But um, Trevor, tell us a little bit about the nomination, how the film was made and, and what people can expect to see when they do go over and watch it. Okay. We took a, uh, a camera crew out with us for the first two uh, visits that we made out, made out there. Um, a company called Blonde Films. Um, it was incredible. When we went back the second time, we almost didn't recognise where we were. Um, the, the first time, uh, yeah, for those who see the video, it's extraordinary to watch. You know, the, there's uh, sodden clothes everywhere, there's uh, excrement everywhere, water, mess. And we went back and we struggled to actually get a, a, a lock on where we were standing because the, the money goes so far in, in, in providing drainage and clearing um, uh, piles of rubbish. Uh, putting toilets in place. Um, I mean, the million pounds, you just wouldn't believe how far that goes. So the film shows that beautifully. You know, I, I encourage everybody to watch it, to feel good about this time of year and, about, and feel good about what the industry has done because it's just so visible. And of course, you know, on the one hand, you may, you know, watch films like this, and I'm sure people have seen, you know, films of this type before on, on the television and in media outlets for, for, for other initiatives that, that, that raise money for, for similar causes. And, yeah. and the objective um, for films like this, yes, it can be a bit distressing sometimes, yes, it can be heartbreaking, but ultimately the objective for films like this is, is, to, is to be uplifting and show what a collective effort can actually achieve. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the... The film, I mean, I'd love people to circulate it within their businesses, you know, so the one that everybody sees, everybody sees what they've been part of. But, yeah, but vote, you know, look at it and vote simple. There's, there's nothing to be achieved other than just the PR, the awareness, it's showing people that the cause is still going. I get a lot of questions from people saying, are you still doing it? Because we don't do the big hit items anymore, because we don't do the number one go nights. People wonder whether the cause is, is still running and, and we're still doing a brilliant job out there. Um, one thing that I'd, I'd love to ask you, and you know, you're working yourself in the events industry, you're working through this initiative with other people who work in the events industry, and your professions are all about connecting people, bringing people together, logistics, getting things from A to B, setting things up. How challenging is it, or has it been, to actually translate those skills, but do it in a country that's a long way away, that perhaps lacks some of the infrastructure and the day-to-day um, the -day items that we rely on to do business here. How difficult has it been to actually get the money over there, set it up and put things in place? Um, it's fair to say it hasn't been because we've been really clear about what we were setting out to achieve. We had a board, we had a treasurer within that, Suzanne King, who's at Clusa Still Media, who, you know, she's a rockweiler with the money. We do not pay, let a penny go out of that, our account without seeing a receipt, without knowing exactly where it's going. Nobody's driving Mercedes um, out there off the back of the money we've raised. You know, we, we're, and the project is being looked at by other charities as a great model for how to do business. We 
floundered initially and then went to the community and just said, what do you want? And they started off by saying, we want spades, we want, um, uh, we want overalls, we want boots, because we want to start doing the work ourselves. And, uh, and that really kicked the, uh, the campaign off by spending very little money, giving people the ability to help themselves. And, and how often is somebody from the, um, from, the, from the board, if you will, able to actually go out there and, and, and visit there and, and see the work that's being done? We've made four visits. Um, we're overdue a visit. We haven't been for a couple of years. And, and I'm really keen to get one uh, going next year. And there's certainly a few people in the industry that are very up for going. Yeah, we, we can take you know, five, six, seven people. And uh, if anybody wants to go, then um, it's a brilliant, life-changing thing to do. And James, what I'd like you know to come on to talk about is just the impact it's had on the people over there. You know, these are people like you and I that just live in the most awful conditions, and uh, um, we call it a five-star slum, which is uh, you know because we have made improvements over there, but but life is incredibly tough. And um, and just to, to sort of re recap, um, the, the 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 film that was made um, on the about those initial visits is available to watch via eventindustrynews.com. There's a nice big uh, page dedicated to this, so people can go and, and and watch the film straight away. But more importantly, as I said, we're recording this on Monday, the 10th of December. Voting for the charity film awards closes on Friday, the 14th of December, 2018. Please, we urge you go over, watch the film. Film, click the link vote for these guys they're doing great work this is joining lots and lots of people together in the industry to do um, some fantastic work for a very very worthwhile cause and uh, we're, we're delighted to be able to support it and um, and we thank Trevor for for coming on to the podcast to talk about it anything else to add Trevor stuff that's um, going to be coming up in 2019 do we have any key event dates yet or is it very much still a bit of a blank canvas and you're going to be working on on the fundraising for next year as and when it uh, is, is available to do so I, yeah, we, we, we've just raised the last batch of uh, funding from the patrons and uh, we will gather um, early next year, get the board together again and just uh, see what we can do next year. We'll, we'll come up with something. I think the thing to close with, particularly being December, is that the community have told us that we have created a legacy that will last for generations to come and uh, you, you can't ask for much more than that and, and a word that I regularly use that often has people in tears because when um, the person who runs the project for us in Uganda came over here and spoke on of our events she stood in front of 400 people made every single person in that room cry by saying you have given us dignity I think uh, that's a brilliant way to, uh, to end uh, this particular episode of the podcast. As I said, head over to eventindustrynews.com, search for the events for Namawongo uh, story that we've got up there. You can watch the video. You can vote for the award. Uh, it's for the Charity Film Awards that the video has been shortlisted for. Voting closes Friday the 14th of December. And we've been talking today from one of the, the main guys behind events for Namawongo, Trevor Foley, MD of TF Connect. Trevor, thanks very much for joining the podcast today. Thanks for your support, James. Really appreciate it. The podcast is brought to you by our own sponsor, Engage, powered by D2I Systems, winner of Best Event Management Platform at the 2017 Event Technology Awards. To learn how Engage can make your business more profitable, visit d2isystems.com forward slash engage. And I'll say no more other than get over to eventindustrynews.com. Have a look at this video. Please vote and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks very much and goodbye to you all. Mm -hmm.